I have to pass this test to keep my job, (laughs) but it's what my soldiers deserve. They need their leader. I have to get back in the saddle. And so you have all of this external pressure too. And it really, it really weighs on you. And it is certainly a factor, even if you try to dismiss it in all of your decision-making, it comes into play. And it's one of those things, any, any coach who is helping this tactical population has to keep in mind, I can't just tell this female who's returning to fitness to slow things down, take her time. Like she has a timeline to deal with and she still has to be smart about it. Welcome to the Practice Brave podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend and colleague, Michelle Thibault, and we're going to be talking about all things tactical athleticism for the pregnant and postpartum athletes. So Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Bree. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you because I think we've gone back and forth so many times on how we can better support our military moms and our pregnant and postpartum athletes that are, are serving in different tactical professions. It's a whole different ballgame, right? Of, of athlete brain and of being a professional athlete just in a different way. Oh yeah, for sure. You hit the nail on the head. So tell us a little bit about yourself, some background on who you are and what your service has been. Sure. So really, I think my athleticism started in high school when I went from playing on the softball team to running track and cross country. And it was during this time that I stress fractured both of my hips. I went from running really short distance to running really long distance. And I was fortunate enough as a young high school athlete to get into a great physical therapy clinic that actually got me into CrossFit. And it was the first time I was weightlifting. And I really got to see all of the benefits of that, which was fantastic for me because I was able to heal and actually go on to attend West Point, um, the United States Military Academy. I was on the cycling team there and that was fantastic. I got to continue endurance sports. But then I took kind of a, a shift there and I moved on to one of their tactical competition teams. It was fantastic. I had a great time. I was one of the only women on my team. And so I really got to to strive to keep up with the guys on my team, lift heavier weights and perform better. And so there was a lot of pressure there to keep up really, you know, physically speaking. And after I commissioned into the military, I became a military police officer and I was stationed in Korea and then Hawaii. And then I went on to uh, complete a deployment to Afghanistan where I got to train Afghan women. And it was extremely fulfilling. And when I came back stateside, I actually became the first female at Fort Benning to command an infantry company at 34 weeks pregnant, uh, no less. So throughout that entire time in the military, I really strive to stay up and keep up physically with 
all of my male counterparts. I found myself in a lot of male units and male dominated units. And I was on the army 10 miler team as a sponsored runner three different times, which was fantastic. I had such a great time on those teams. And when I recently got out of the military after having my first baby, I I knew I was going to continue doing CrossFit, but that was always going to kind of be my my forever sport. And I really had a lot to to learn from there. When I became a mom in the military, I looked around and I didn't really see a lot of information that I wanted to rely on. A lot of it was very contradictory. There was some advice saying, hey, don't lift more than 15 pounds. And then there was other advice that said, at six weeks postpartum, you should be timing yourself running a mile. And I just was so confused. I I didn't know what to do, but I looked back and I was like, I really have to return to a very high state of physical fitness. And I need someone to tell me how. I need someone to tell me that I can do it and that there is a smart way to do it. And I, I had no idea where to turn. And that's really when I found you, Brie, and I found your programs. And <laughs> you had this saying, like, I am with you. You are not alone. And it was the first time really in my fitness journey as a new mom <laughs> and as a mom to be where I was like, wow, I'm not, I'm not alone. And it really going through your, your coach's course, I like felt it. And then you connected me with all of your other coaches and I really felt it. I got to be part of this amazing coaches community. And that's when I really started reaching out saying, okay, I became the person I needed to be, um, to give myself that guidance, to seek out the latest research and data through certifications like yours. Now, how can I pay it forward? How can I pay it back? How can I be that kind of example to all of my soldiers, to other people who are not even my soldiers? And after I got out of the military, I have continued to fight that fight to kind of fight the bad information that's out there because there is so much. And so that's what I do now. I'm a part-time CrossFit coach. I work full-time in data management. So it kind of ties all of my passions together and I'm a PMPA coach, uh, virtually and in person for some folks. So that's where I'm at right now. You are incredibly impressive. <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening right now is like, wow, because that's how I feel. And I actually know you. <laughs> but I mean, it's really incredible to hear about just what your life has been like for what the last 10 years, maybe, um, of being in the military and going through and becoming a mother in the military as well. So can you talk a little bit about, I mean, we speak so much about athlete brain and the coach course and just anything to do with my brand is also attached to athlete brain. But I want you to tell me a little bit about tactical athlete brain. Oh my gosh. It is for those who of you who are familiar with athlete brain, it is like next level. Because a lot of athlete brain, I have found it myself and my clients is very much driven by our our own internal goals. Like, God, I got to get back. I got to compete in the open. I got to do this thing. It's, It's that timeline that we set for ourselves. But tactical athlete brain is different, I think, in the fact that it's tied to all of these things outside of us. 
You know, at West Point, we had the saying, duty on our country. And as this pregnant tactical athlete in the military, when I was setting those goals to return to fitness during postpartum, it wasn't just about getting back to the open. It was, yeah, my livelihood depends upon this. I have to pass this test to keep my job, (laughs) but it's what my soldiers deserve. They need their leader. I have to get back in the saddle. And so you have all of this external pressure too. And it really, it really weighs on you. And it is certainly a factor, even if you try to dismiss it in all of your decision-making, it it comes into play. And it's one of those things, any, any coach who is helping this tactical population has to keep in mind, I can't just tell this female who's returning to fitness to slow things down, take her time. Like she has a timeline to deal with and she still has to be smart about it. Absolutely. And we've tried so hard to really respect that and fully acknowledge in our coaching and in the programs that, you know, this is actually the, the exception to a lot of the guidelines because livelihood depends on it. Service depends on it. And um, yeah, just like what somebody has dedicated their whole life to, you truly are a professional athlete in a lot of ways because of what your expectations are for service. And we can say the same for, you know, all branches of military, but also police and fire. They have to get back, be able to be in their uniform and be able to serve and perform all of their different duties. Like return to duty is so much different than return to CrossFit or return to running or return to whatever, right? Yes. And and I think this is one of those times when and I think you stated it so well. I think you had this post a while ago where you're like, hey, you want to know what my opinion is? It doesn't matter. And that comes into play for tactical athletes returning to fitness because we don't have time for all of these opinions about what happened during your pregnancy or even like, I need the facts. I need the data. I need the medical advice. And that's what you provide as the latest information based on studies and data. And I cut through all of the other BS out there. Absolutely. And we know that, you know, there just needs to be better support and information so that women can actually return to duty in a way that preserves their body and their performance. Like both are important. So how can we better support from a coaching standpoint, from a programming standpoint, from even like a pregnancy prehab standpoint, what are controllable factors during an otherwise fairly uncontrollable time. Yeah. You know, I think the first thing, and people may scoff at this, I think the first thing is about ingesting the correct knowledge. I think that is one of the things we can work to control. I've heard other professionals mention it on your podcast. It's about deleting those accounts. You know, even though that person has the body you want, you got to tune it out because they're not being honest about how they got it. You don't really see the underlying symptoms they have. It's about ingesting the correct knowledge. And I think as certified PMPA coaches, one of our biggest hurdles, especially with this population is saying, listen, I know all of the other stuff that you're hearing being said to you, unless it's your medical provider telling you. And even then you have to question it sometimes 
you need to start filtering what you are listening to. Let me help you sort through the BS. Let me help show you information that is accurate and correct and based on science and not someone's opinion. Totally. There's in the birth community and in the fitness community, there is a ton of theory and a ton of dogma. And there is not a lot of people who understand the theory and can apply it really strategically for that unique person. And we talk about needs analysis. What is the specific need for this athlete, what she wants to do, what her history is, and what her her particular situation is at this moment in time? You know, we always ask people, well, what is it that you want to do? Okay, well, why do you want to do it? Help me understand. So then instead of just do this, don't do that, you were made for this, do whatever, like all that dogmatic kind of talk. Or just theory of, um, well, just change your breathing. That's all you need to do. Like, oh, that, that's it's all so short-sighted. And one thing that I think that all of the tactical pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches are doing so well is taking the theory and then applying it so specifically because you have that tools, like you have the tools and the foundation to be able to do it for a very unique population that has extremely specific things they have to return to. Yes, I completely agree. And it's one of those things too, where even the programs that the military has in place, the pregnancy and postpartum physical training program, they tend to group mothers together based on trimester or how unadvanced or advanced they are in postpartum. And they just are not currently getting the specific training and treatment that they need. Right. This week's episode is brought to you by Iconic Protein. You can use code practice brave using the link in the show notes to try it out. What I love about it is it is on the go protein. I don't have to mix anything. I don't need my protein shaker bottles. I don't need to put it in a blender. It is pre-made ready to go. I just grab it from my fridge and out the door. I love it. I was like my 4 PM. I'm kind of snacky feeling but I don't want to have like a full meal. So I love having this for when I'm out the door to baseball or jujitsu or whatever with my kids. It's a great way to get in 20 grams of protein for only 140 calories. I personally really like the chocolate and greens flavor. So if this is something that sounds like it would resonate with you, you're trying to get extra protein in your diet, whether it's because you're postpartum or you're recovering from a surgery, or you just really need more protein to support the fitness that you're doing, I'd really recommend checking out Iconic Protein using the link in my show notes. And please be sure to use code PRACTICEBRAVE to get a discount. So tell me maybe a little bit about your pregnancy and what are some of the guidelines and what does that return postpartum look like? What is that experience? Oh gosh. So understanding that I was pregnant with my first kid about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and it was during this time I was actually out at a school at Fort Benning, Georgia. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was very nervous because the course that I was in had previous physical requirements associated with your grade and your graduation for the course. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I had already passed my entry physical fitness test. And at that time, it was just two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, and a two-mile run. I had already completed that before I found out I was pregnant. I thought I was good to go. 
Um, but there were still other physical requirements that we had, like a ruck and land navigation and all this stuff was kind of weighing on me. So I was nervous to tell them about my pregnancy. And luckily I had very common sense leaders who were like, Hey, be honest with us about what you want to do. You don't want to do, and we will just change your grade differently to count the physical requirements. And it was kind of the first life in the military where I was like, whoa, like you guys can apply common sense here. And they actually treated me in a very mature manner. At least that's what I thought. I was like, wow, you're allowing me to graduate from this course. You're allowing me to pursue my athleticism and also to become a mom um, in a way that doesn't have to contradict each other. So I was very lucky during that time postpartum, not as much. (laughs) When I graduated from that course, I was to take command of a unit. And this is when the military was kind of going through a fluctuation where pregnancy was not part of its equal opportunity program. Uh, Less than six months after I had my baby, it was added to the list of things that you could not discriminate against. But it was during this time when I was competing for command but they basically looked at me and said, wow, you're pregnant. You can't take command. So I eventually took command of a different company. And when I had my baby, I made the decision with my husband. I was like, you know, I don't know if I can with a clear conscience devote myself to being, you know, the best mom and the best soldier right now. Maybe we can start looking at other career opportunities but I knew that I still had time that I owed in the military and that I would have to come back after postpartum to complete our army physical fitness test. So when I had my baby, the regulation stated that I had six months to return to take that fitness test. It was also during this time that the military started implementing its new army combat fitness test. So it went from those two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, two-mile run to six different events that were much more intense. Things like a three-repetition max deadlift, a standing power throw, sprint drag carry, hand-release push-ups, leg tuck, and then a two-mile run. And when I decided to tell my leadership that I was wanting to leave the military, one of the requirements was to take one or both of these fitness tests. And so I kind of once more had this tactical athlete mindset that if I was going to do right by my family and right by my soldiers and right by myself, lastly, that I was going to have to take these. And it was so painful. It was, it was so painful because I really, I knew, I had the knowledge. You had equipped me with the knowledge about the the pressure on your pelvic floor of lifting, of what it meant to rehab, of some warning signs that maybe you aren't ready to return to that level of fitness. And so I knew what to look for. And yet I knew in order to pass that kind of gate in my life, I had to kind of push through and so it was it was pretty painful you know i i was still going through pelvic floor physical therapy i was still seeing another physical therapist 
uh, and chiropractor. I was really doing my best to rehab as smart as I could. I had gone through your eight-week postpartum program. I had this whole timeline laid out, and it was still so painful. And luckily, since I have left the military, they have expanded the timeline to be one year postpartum until you have to take the army combat fitness test. Um, but also lay out there too, they have not yet changed the standard for meeting height and weight. So a lot of women out there still see this conflict of, I have six months to return to my height and weight standard, but I have 12 months to return to this level of fitness. And there's really no plan on how to get them there. What what is that extra six months for? You know, is that for physical therapy? Is that for making sure that your breastfeeding journey is supported longer? It's kind of just throwing and moving moving the finish line further out without a plan on how to safely get there. So, you know, my my own personal journey, I'm sure there are so many other women who have been through something like that, trying to get to a different school, trying to meet a requirement to pass something, to go to, to a different duty station, to gain a promotion. There are so many reasons that women say, I have six months until I need to take this, but because of X, Y, or Z, I got to take it sooner. I got to do this for, for my family or for my soldiers. And when women are in situations like that, I look to myself as a PMPA coach to say, okay, look, I know we have extra time to heal, but we have this goal. I understand your reasoning because I have been there. How can I help you to do this as smartly as possible to help you get through the test and then to help you continue healing afterwards because the healing doesn't stop after you have the test. Right. Absolutely. So just kind of, you know, as coaches try to prepare them for the task at hand and then continually on that spectrum. And I think that's where, you know, being able to apply a lot of this information is so critical is it's not just pregnancy training and it's not just, you know, meeting the standards for their return to duty. It's the, after that as well, making sure that we're really preserving their health and their fitness for their lifetime without yes. the risk of like getting further injured or having a setback. Oh yeah. You know, and I've, I have so many soldiers who, when I would talk about how the test felt for me, I was like, that was awful. I felt awful. I had other soldiers who turned to me and they're like, ma'am, I have had to wear a pad during runs since I had my baby because I didn't know how to heal. I didn't know that was a problem. I didn't know that even though it's common, it's not normal. And so I'm still dealing with this pain. I had another soldier who was like, I have this bulging feeling and I've had it for two years since I've had my baby. I mean, me expressing my pain over going through this test helped me to have the painful conversation with these women about, oh my gosh, you have incontinence and you might have prolapse. And, and it was almost this like experience of commiseration of all of us realizing, you know, the sort of journey we'd been on together. And for me, it uncovered that I needed to talk more about it. I need to be present. I need to tell these women, 
this is not the answer. And quite frankly, for the military, when you have women walking around with incontinence and prolapse, that's not readiness. That's not taking care of your soldiers. These women, if and when they deploy, they're going to be in pain. They're not going to have the care that they need. And I think so much of this, if I could just set back the clock, is about providing knowledge to these women before and during their pregnancy and providing that continual care all the way past postpartum, which we know is forever. Absolutely. There is so much that can be done from a almost just like a truly injury prevention standpoint with getting equipped with better information, better knowledge, um, and then better application of that during pregnancy, early postpartum, and then, then truly having that continuity of care with working with different certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches who can help bridge that gap from like early weeks postpartum through rehab and then building back into performance. And you guys are doing such a great job of that. It's amazing to see just how much, you know, because when I started this um, a few years ago, I've always had a very special place in my heart for the tactical community because of my family dynamic and knowing just what so many different first responders, military go through in order to return to duty and then saying like, well, who's, who's asking them about this and are they actually okay? And are they ready? Are they going to be able to return to duty and not be injured? for life (laughs) or for a really significant season. And how does that influence this? Like all of that has always been such a huge priority for this brand. And you guys have done such a great job of actually implementing that care. Yeah. And, and I think it goes beyond the physical aspect of things. I think a part of the tactical athlete mindset I, I haven't touched on yet was about the different identities we take on. I think as soldiers, we take on this mentality that I am a soldier above everything else and and persistently in my life. And when we become moms, like so many other professional moms and moms out there, it is such an identity crisis. And so as PNPA coaches, to be one more touch point for these women, to not just be like, how's the baby, but to ask that question of how are you? How are you dealing with this new identity? How are you dealing with not being in uniform right now? That's a crazy question. And and I wish more people had asked me. And so right now, you know, it's one of those things, PMPA coaches, we are another touch point in the community to help check on these women mentally, because that's how we get them to be physically ready as well as making sure we're ready all around. Gosh, I love this. It's such a huge conversation to have with so much that we can keep doing to move things forward and provide support for our military for in first responders. And um, can you tell me where people can find more information about the work that you're doing? Oh, so I am on Facebook at Tebow Training and on Instagram at at Tebow Training and also on the Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism Tactical Facebook page. I try to be present on a lot of these social media platforms answering questions because I live to serve those who serve. Absolutely. And we will link all of that in the show notes. Uh, Just know if you are on Facebook and you are in the military, connected to the military or just the tactical community in general, please join that Facebook group. We are really trying to, as a brand, fully support with education and connecting you with a coach who can even help virtually if 
where you're stationed or what's happening in your situation, you don't necessarily have all the information that you need or, or want to have. We want to be that resource for you. And we have been working really hard at delivering all of that. So the Facebook group is a great, great place to start. Yeah. And we, we try to cut through the BS for you guys. We're just putting information out there that is not our opinion. <laughs> this is based on, on facts and Sure, we try to incorporate our own experiences, but also, you know, good lessons, bad lessons, and everything in between. Right. Absolutely. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being here with us today and appreciate the work that you're doing. I absolutely appreciate your service and your family. Thank you. No, thank you, Bree, for being there when I felt so alone. And you truly are with all of these women in the tactical community through all of your PNP coaches. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.